I want you to start us off with your singing. You did. <laughs> no, yeah, like you said, you'll have to mix that in later or something. Yeah. Do one of my infamous. I'm gonna say infamous, not famous. But I, don't, infamous. I, I, don't, I would say infamous. I think you're. I think they're. Uh, you're, I think you're known for those. Those. What are they called? Not um, remixes, but montage or montage. Yeah, like a montage. Well, take a lot of work. John, we've got um, a lot of news, actually. Unlike last week, this week, we've got news. Got too much news. Do we? More news than we have time, probably, huh? Yeah. Well, so... Well, thing- it, which sucks, because I have one, two, three, four, five, six topics, um, and I don't know which one to start with, and I'm sure you've got some, too, so... The one week I have an explosion of things to talk about, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we doing a short show today? I don't know. I'm fine with short. If we're short, then I then I have a shot. I have a shot at getting shots. Okay. And if we're long, then I have to skip my shots. All right. Uh, are you? Well, see, I'm trying to think of what pollen's been high. It's something I'm not allergic to. I don't think. Um, it's elm. I think elm's been high. I haven't been too bad actually. And I'm allergic to that. They call it mountain cedar, but it's a mountain basic, cedar. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad oh, for that's us. So bad. That's basically um, juniper, mountain, you know, cedar. It's the if you usually. I mean, it's like they're similar enough species that. If you're allergic to one, you're usually allergic to all. But I like gin. What does that say about me? <laughs> sure, drunk. <laughs> uh, so, should we not bury the lead and talk about the biggest news of the week? Well, I'm curious just to see what you think is the biggest news of the week. That's true, huh? I guess there's... I, I could guess. Well, it's got, it's got to be Ken Block, our friend Ken Block. Is it Ken? <laughs> That's what I call him. Uh, you know who Ken Block is? No. He's the guy that um, makes these. He's a he's a race or not a race car driver. He's like a, almost like a stunt driver. It's he drives these uh, uh, like souped up cars, and uh-huh. they, he makes these pretty awesome videos there on YouTube. They're like a, you know, usually about fifteen minutes, but they'll come into like some city or whatever to shut the city down, and he'll do all these like stunt driving and stuff. Hmm. No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. I heard of him. It's like he's one of these massive drifters, you know. Oh. The San Francisco one was really cool. That was probably like five years ago. Yeah, but no, the videos he makes—they're—they're they're called the like the the program is called Jim Kana. G Y M K. He's got to be happy. There's another Fast and Furious movie coming out. I'm sure that's good for his business. Probably that's like crossover. Yeah, it's like I can always tell when there's a new Fast and Furious movie out because you see a bunch of kids and their their little. I was spinning out like they're they're little they're little Hondas. With with the with the modified exhaust, oh, just yeah. so it can make the noise. And the, uh, there's a term for those around here. I don't know if I can say it though, because I'm not. I know. Sure I, I stopped myself. Is it racist? It. Yeah, I think is so. It? Is I don't. It, I, it, well, I don't think so, but I think people consider it if you say it that does way. Does it refer to a food product? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a fun thing to call it. I, I, I don't. What, what is what is you're a, referring to the cars, not the. I know. But somehow, I guess because uh, yeah, you're, I, right, I, you're you're a racist, John. Just, just, just admit it. You're a racist. Um. Yeah. So. Ken Block is, or Keith, what's his real name? Keith Block. Keith Block. I don't know what his real <laughs> yeah, name is. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, you know, stepping down. And now Mark Benioff is the sole CEO again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think one thing that probably we could agree on is that this was not the plan. Right. So. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it was, it's not like he's, he's leaving to do something else. Because well, they didn't use the the standard, he's leaving to spend more time with his family right. scenario. So it's not like it's not health problems. It's not, you know, he That's, wants to well, retire. That was one of my questions. Maybe it no, could. because they always whenever that happens, they do the whole he wants to spend more time with his family yeah. scenario. But this is just no, he's gone. And well, 
play the clip that I sent you. Oh, okay. Because this was a uh, uh, a Kramer clip, and we you know how we always love playing with Kramer. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Playing with, I mean, playing Kramer <laughs> clips. Yeah, we know what you meant. I don't know. A uh, guy you just do that I like very much, Keith Block. Wait, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He said about 12 words, and I didn't hear a single word he said. Oh, it gets worse. I don't know. A uh, guy you just do that I like very much, Keith Block. <laughs> he's so giddy with himself. You know what? He's like a he's like a, a Benioff super fan or something. He just he can't help but get giddy around him. Oh, and did you see, I saw Mark, Mark tweeted about, uh, after he went on the show, he tweeted and said he really appreciated uh, Kramer's tough questioning, and he always... Drills down to the truth. and <laughs> In fact, it, it, at, you can't see this video, but we'll, we'll play it more. But at some point, when he finishes talking, he he holds his hand out. And Benioff is on video. He's not there. But he holds his hand out, and there's like a good second pause before Benioff says anything. That's because he's it remote. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's just the satellite delay, basically. No, no, no. It's not. Well, yeah, the satellite delay. But I'm just saying, he, he says his spiel and then says... Over to you, Mark, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. And exactly. he just waits for the response. Uh, yeah, like like they're, they're, hard questions? I know. They're on the same team. Yes. It sounds like you were just like, <laughs> yeah. you got to the point in the script where it says, wait for Benioff to respond. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold out hand. Co-CEO, he did a lot of things that allowed you, according to that unbelievable book, Trailblazer, b- b- that allowed b- you to spend some very quality think time as he just closed business after closed business after closed business, a kind of universally <laughs> well, guy. Pause it right there. And now- <laughs> This guy- See, I think with Kramer, because Kramer is so buddy-buddy with Benioff, we get some insight into what Benioff, because we've, we've speculated, well, why the co-CEO role? And we've, we've speculated, oh, because he wants to spend more time advocating for things yeah. and, and doing talk shows and PR. And this essentially confirms it. That's when he says that, that Keith Block did a lot of things to allow you to go do this other stuff, basically to step away from the day-to-day of Salesforce. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that we we I think we've heard that other places too. That's not a big. Although you know, Salesforce never officially you know would said anything right. like that. Which is why, but it also leads to the fact that this wasn't the plan. I oh yeah, I definitely think this is not the plan. But anyway, let's let's let him go here. By the way, I think Kramer. I think his problem is he gets wasted during the day, and then he does a bunch of Red Bull or Coke, lunch. probably Coke. He probably does a bunch of Coke yeah. so that he's so that he can do the show but he does too much coke he overdoes it so now he's like wired and full of energy but he's also drunk so he's slurring all his words by coke you mean coca-cola classic right <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, he's gone and you're ceo no longer co-ceo why <laughs> well jim i am so do you like the siren in the background like yeah. and you know that keith and i are such close friends but Keith is ready to move on to his next chapter, and he's going to be staying on as an advisor to me. Okay, so I did want to ask you about this. How could Keith be going on to another job? Because you know it's going to be CEO of some big tech company mm-hmm. and be an advisor for a year, is what they said. I mean, no one can't do that. No one's going to wait that long. Yeah, I think all that means is that if, you know, he knows where all the bodies are buried. And so if Benioff needs to, like, I need the password to that account, or I need to know what the deal was with this negotiation, he has the option oh, to contact him. It's also a way to keep him on the payroll for another year. I don't think he's going to be on the payroll. I bet he will be. Sure. If you're an I'm, advisor, I'm, No, I'm sure absolutely. it's like one of those, like, here's your severance, here's your, your payout, and in the contract it says, if we have questions or things that we need to ask you, that we'll have access to you, is what I think is what that means. Oh, well, okay. And if that's the case, then, you know, I guess we know for sure that Keith is not going to a directly competitive company. So I have an article that speculates on that, and I'll, I'll talk about that, I All think. Right. We want to keep playing cream, some yeah. cream here? Okay. 
but I have to support him, and I am supporting him. It's, he's ready to go forward, and uh, I give him my full blessing. Do you want to come back to the East and oh, be a CEO? He's leaving the nest. He's kind of more of an yeah. East, East Coaster than a West Coaster. <laughs> well, you'll have to ask him what he wants to do. I tried I think just now. He's not take a little bit of a break. Right. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. If you want to pause it there. All right. The fact that he says, oh, I've been trying to call him. He, he holds up his phone and says, I've been trying to call him. And I, see, I, didn't, I was messing with the, let me rewind this. Oh, he's kind of more of an East, East Coaster than a West Coaster. <laughs> Well, you'll have to ask him what he wants to do. I tried I just now. He's not responding. a little bit of a break. <laughs> right. I, see, he's he's so used to Benioff responding constantly to him. He's he's surprised when a CEO actually doesn't, yeah. you know, bend, you know, bow and do everything he wants. He's, he threw his phone. He's down. so giddy. He's you like, he's like throw he's his like phone. The, he's like the uncool kid who who got in with the cool kids, and he's 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 like, well, yeah. I tried to call him, he didn't yeah. call me back. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so they crack, they crack the themselves up, here. don't they? Uh, largest I love them. company yeah. in the world, VW. I know that you had a great relationship with Lamborghini, which is right, a that's, remarkable that's the place, and they use you Now it extends all the way up to the top. Lamborghini? Huh? What? Well, Jim, you, you know that Volkswagen Group is one of the most amazing companies in the world. You mentioned one of their great brands. I think you've been to uh, Lamborghini in Italy, yeah, if I remember. at least it took it out correctly. 180 miles And you know miles their CEO, Stefano. Yep. And, of course, they have right next door their Ducati, the motorcycle. Of course, they have Audi, which is the mainstream of the company. Porsche. They even have Audi. Can can Benioff even get in any of those cars? He's, like, a really big guy. I mean, mean, not just, like, in, like... He's tall. He's He's tall. tall. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, have I been pronouncing my car wrong this whole time? It's it's Audi. I always say Audi. I do, too. Is it Audi? Audi. I mean, that's probably more German. German. I don't have to worry about that. I don't make the big books like Jeremy to get an Audi. (laughs) An Audi Whatever. or an Audi. You have a nice car. You have an expensive car. I just have a crappy little four-door sedan. Well, for the next two weeks. And <laughs> actually, I might be going and getting a new car today or tomorrow. Because oh, so you're going to go take a look at those Lamborghinis then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to upgrade to the next VW brand in the rung. <laughs> um, no, but it's uh, there's two days left, in, or there's one more day left in the month. So I've got a couple of these guys trying to sell me a car that are willing to make a good, a good deal. And my lease is up in like two weeks, so. Oh, got to do well, something. There you go. Anyway, okay. So that's enough of Kramer. That's enough of Kramer. Yeah. So I found this article. It was published, I think, yesterday, where they speculated, or at least an analyst had speculated, three places that he could be going. Um, what were they? Uh, Amazon, Oracle, basically going back to Oracle, which I think both of those are the least likely. I think the most likely one that they mentioned is Workday. Workday. Yeah, and in Workday, and his is, argument uh, is that not only does, and I'm reading from from this paragraph, not only does Workday today have a completely com- complementary product set relative to Salesforce, thus potentially preserving this relationship with Salesforce um, by not, you know, working with a competitive product. Workday offers, in many ways, a similar situation to what Keith inherited when joining Salesforce years ago. Yeah, <clears throat> that that would make a lot of sense because I actually think that if you look at Workday's performance, I think it's been a little disappointing. Um. And I would not be surprised if they were ready to put a new CEO in, someone yeah. who can s- sell like Keith can sell. Right. I mean, he's an Oracle guy, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. he knows how to, he'll, he'll do the industry verticals and he'll whip, all the, whip those sales teams into shape and put in that Oracle, you know, strong arm tactics, mm-hmm. just like Salesforce has now. And they'll, they will increase sales. Also, you know, Workday, I don't know, I've, I've honestly never been, impressed with their technology. I remember when I did some work with Workday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, 
you know what? I got to say, I've, I've done work with a few of these big SaaS companies, and Salesforce's technology is the best it's, that I've worked with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, in terms of SaaS, right? That's what I'm really referring to. And why is that? Is that just the proprietary nature of the tooling or? I, no, I don't think so. I mean, they're all, they're all, I mean, I guess under the hood proprietary. Um, I just think that Salesforce early on hired some really smart software engineers and they made a lot of good decisions back then. And I feel like their core platform team is, is like the best in the business. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't argue against that. So. Anyway, but um, yeah, in AWS, eh, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised Google wasn't mentioned, but um, well, Google, I don't think so. Don't Google think just hired; they just hired uh, the other Oracle guy, uh, Curian, Thomas Curian, that mm. we've been following. That's right. So yeah, it's like Oracle spreading its seed work, all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens, you know. <laughs> Some cross pollination going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we really don't. I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next coming months, and it'll be interesting to see how Salesforce handles that and how Benioff handles that. Because I think he was really enjoying his time doing other things, probably. And and now, how long was um, Block at Salesforce? I saw someone tweet. I think it was Parker Harris or someone said it was like six years. I was like, really? Has it been six? It, I, thought, I thought I heard something like that too, but I don't remember it being that long. I don't think so either, but I, I did see. We've been doing this. We. We were doing this show when he was brought on. Okay. And there, we yeah, haven't yeah. been on for six years. Yeah, yeah, we have. Have we? Yeah. Okay. I just saw that. I just looked at the date the other day, actually. Assuming that our the, the fireside things are correct. They should be. They were Let's all. See. Let me look at this. Episodes. You look at episode one. Yep. And I'm going to go to the last one. Here we go. October 24th. 2013. So it'll be it'll be seven years in October. Still, it was it was at least a couple years into the show that oh, he it, was it was way into the show. Yeah. I think he's been there a few years, maybe. Maybe. But I do think what did they say? They've Salesforce has gone from is it ten to twenty billion or like or seven to twenty billion, something like that under his watch? I thought it was at least it, it started at ten, right? Maybe so. Because Benny have got it to ten. I mean that was his big goal. So. Yep. All um, right. So what's what's the big next big? I guess I think Corona is the next big topic. Okay. Yeah. So we've <laughs> we've wiped about four trillion dollars out of the American stock market mm. via coronavirus. Yeah. And we have what zero cases? No, we have we certainly have zero deaths here. I think there's been a few. There's cases. been a few reported cases, yeah. mainly among those that are like the the flight attendant and I I think someone else that recently traveled. Wasn't the people that were on the cruise ship? They were, yeah. Remember that they yeah. yeah. So. And there's people under quarantine just to make sure that they don't. Yeah, but I think the I think they're having to revisit the quarantine efforts as well because of this the the gestation period and things like that. Because there's apparently they're saying that there's people that are carriers that don't won't show any symptoms, but yet I think Mm -hmm. because you're a carrier, still contagious. Right, right. Interesting. Well, so what about it? Corona. That's a pretty tasty beer. That's a that's a go to for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's certainly having an effect on conferences, not just in. I, mean, I first started hearing these issues with the gaming conferences that are coming up. Well, yeah, and the Mi- tech I read that Microsoft just pulled out of what is it? Is it GDC? Yeah. Well, Sony did first. Okay. But and and there's there's so many different stories and people talking about different reasons for that. But it, it has a lot to do with the virus itself and the travel and and now Salesforce is being added to that list of people who are 
uh, curbing their conferences. So their Australian conference in Sydney is now going to be a virtual conference. I think there's, I mean, I know some areas have more infections than others, but there's, I think there's just so much overreacting. I mean, I think that's really what's going to kill the world economy is overreaction to this. And here's an example. Well, this is no reaction? I think this is not uncommon. Here's an example. I have a family member, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I will not name names, who, uh, who lives in the United States and had a vac- upcoming vacation planned to, at another place within the United States that they just completely canceled and took a major hit on. Because of coronavirus, I'm like, you're not going to get coronavirus here. It's not even here. You say that. <laughs> That's hey, so Do you know ridiculous. how gross people are in general? Have you ever been to an airport and just seen like people let their kids crawl around on the floor? And, and it's just, okay, people are gross. Do you, do you know how many people die of flu in the United States every year? I know. Do you know how many? Yeah, no. It's about about 65,000, give or take 15,000, depending on the year. Mm-hmm. 65,000 people die from the flu every year. How many people have died from coronavirus in this country? Zero. How many cases have there been? I don't know, like 40 or something? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> just, it just, it makes no sense. I think the problem if you, is, if is, you are canceling a domestic vacation because of coronavirus right now, then you simply are not good with numbers. You don't understand numbers. What if you just don't like to travel and you're using it as an excuse not to travel? Well, that for could business? be. There could be other reasons. Like, I don't, no, want, I don't want to go to well, business is on site yeah. for like a day. <laughs> right. You know, I'm really concerned about this coronavirus thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not going. Yeah, my health is more important. Well, this this is a personal travel thing. So yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, yeah, there's the effects on the economy. I I, get, I do agree that there's some overreaction to it. I think caution is warranted. I mean, just with any kind of because I'm an OCD person that finds the grossness in people yeah um in general <laughs> yeah yeah he refused to eat at uh what are they called um buffets buffets yeah yeah or, or buffets are disgusting or potlucks where people bring food oh, from yeah. home yeah <laughs> i make a few exceptions of people that i really like and i don't want to hurt their feelings like but me. it really bothers that, me <laughs> it really bothers me when i don't know how well, i know you i've seen your kitchen i know how clean you are i don't when i don't know people or what they live in or how they live or how clean they are or I, I, it's it bothers me. Yeah, so, there's things that I see people do all the time that grosses me out. Like I, don't, I won't name any names again, but uh, someone that I know that was cooking for a bunch of people the other day, and I could just see them. They were they would cook and then they would lick their fingers and then go to oh, keep working yeah, with the food. Me. Keep working with the food after you licked your fingers. Yeah. And then another thing is, um, like people do something like they'll they'll be make they'll like have pork chops they've been marinating and they go throw them. They have them in a pan marinating in a pan. They go throw them on the grill. And then when they're done being grilled, they put them, put them back in the right same back pan. in that pan. Oh. <laughs> I'll even wash the tongs after I, well, I yeah. first put them on. Or if, I, if I'll or just, I'll stick them in the fu- in the flame. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just sterilize them. Yeah, yeah. So don't do dumb stuff, and you probably won't get coronavirus, right? I hope. Yeah, I don't know how gross it's people a, this, are. Yeah, it's and very serious though. In your face. I mean, serious for the economy. And I think, again, I think it's it's unfortunate because it's a really an irrational overreaction. Well, I think part of it is is the lack of information. With with the way China kind of suppressed information on it, I think it led to, to some of the, the worries and the concerns about what it is and how it started and all that kind of stuff. I think more than anything, lack of information is what's causing a lot of the fear, Yeah, is the unknown. And I, I don't even fully understand it. I mean, all I understand is that it, I think it it's a respiratory... It, it, what the bad part of it is that it gets into your respiratory, respiratory system, kind of like pneumonia does. Yeah. 
and that's what kills you is that 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 kind of scenario yep but it wasn't until like maybe a couple of days ago when i finally saw a video that explained it to the point where i was like because i didn't even know what it was i didn't know how it affected i heard you coughed and you sneezed and you had a fever i'm like well that's the flu is worse yeah and and the other thing is like you know people i guess are thinking that this is some new thing and it turns out like have you seen the the photo yet it's been going on, on the internet of um, just you know how the li- can of Lysol says all the it lists all the viruses mm-hmm. and things that it kills. And coronavirus has been on there for like fifty years. It's, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So this is not some new thing. Maybe it's a you know the strain. Like, what do they call it? COVID nineteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the strain is new, but it's you know it's the same virus. It's just like flu. It changes a little bit every year, but it's flu. And just yeah, wash your hands and and you know yeah. I mean things like that are dangerous for people who are already unhealthy. Or are, you know, very old. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be careful. But as with anything, like life must go on. And there's no reason to just destroy world economic markets and labor markets and everything. And just because of this. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. Well, I wouldn't travel to San Francisco. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about unclean. And <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. Uh, what about the Clearview? Yeah, I saw that. Jody posted that in the in yeah. the Slack. I read that a little bit. You know the the thing, and I I'm this is probably not a popular opinion. I'm going to get people pissed off at me here, but you know I read most of that article. It was actually quite long. <laughs> but and and so what happened was they first of all they got some kind of one of their systems hacked, and it it showed. But it sounded like their CRM system got hacked. Honestly, is what it was because it showed everyone that they were either selling to or were had you know were working deals, trying to work deals with. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's it's um, governments at, at all levels, um, co- companies, international companies, whatever. I mean, and and what does this thing do? It's Clearview. So, because I, I had to look it up. They have some kind of, they have a facial recognition system, and so I guess you know, companies, uh, law enforcement, whatever, can you know, feed their camera feeds into this Clearview system, and every person that walks by or whatever, it can tell you who it is. And the reason I can tell you who it is is because they have sucked in all the, basically, data out on the public internet. So all those pictures that you've been uploading to Facebook and Flickr and Instagram and all that crap, yes, they have those photos now, and they know they're, that those are of your face. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to use, they're going to sell all that information or their, their their AI system to all these different entities who can now recognize you every time there's a photo or a video of you. Yeah, and they can tie that all back together with all the current tracking that's but, been done. But my question is, okay, what's the scandal here? You put your you put your pictures of yourself and you probably your kids and lots of other people on the public internet. Yeah, that's kind of my opinion as well is that it sucks that this database exists, but it's no different than being out in public and someone taking your picture. I mean, you you've put your stuff out there, you've put a certain amount of your personal life out there. It actually is a little bit different than that because someone else taking your picture, it may not be something you necessarily want. But when you when you voluntarily voluntarily put photos of yourself on the internet, that's that's even. You, I feel like you have less to complain about at that point, right? I guess, I guess. And I, and I don't know. I, that's, I think the big scary part is that the the is what people can do with that data is is if if a company decides or or say a mall decides to start setting up cameras everywhere and they start tracking you everywhere and they start marketing to you that way or or worse the government starts doing that which they probably already are doing that mm-hmm. um 
I think that's where it starts to to hit home, where people are are reminded of the fact that they don't have privacy, and it happens every time. When we talk, when that whole phone tapping scandal happened, people were really concerned about their privacy, and now this happened, and now people are concerned about their privacy again. I think it's just one of those things that brings it back to the top of mind that oh yeah, I don't have privacy. Yeah, and I think it. I, I think for a lot of people, especially the vocal people, it upsets them. I mean, I can understand why people are shocked and they don't like it. I don't like it either. But I'm also when I look at when I look at it, I, I ask, okay, what what law do they are they breaking the law? No. Are they breaking? Well, unless uh, they're getting they, access to private accounts. That's now. different. That's different. That's different. Yeah. But yeah, if you have if you're if I can do a Google search and find you, hell, hell, I could do a reverse image search right now, probably, and do the same thing. Right. And and people, if you're not paying attention to your 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 security, your privacy settings when you're uploading photos into these different social media sites, then and you're, and they're publicly accessible, then I think it's fair game at that point. I mean, yeah. so I don't know, and maybe I missed maybe I missed the the part that's you know most scandalous. I don't know, but I'd... I I think I'd I like to think that the younger generation probably has a handle on this. I noticed um like our I noticed that a lot of kids in this gener or at least the the younger generation have either made sure their accounts are private or they just don't do social media in, in, in those ways where yeah. they're public yeah. uh, or they don't do that at all. What about um, TikTok, John? You do TikTok yet? No, I don't either. <laughs> and I heard someone the other day say that um, people just sit around spending hours on TikTok, which is yet another reason. It's for weird because to... that's like a, a music service thing where you, it's, I don't think so. Isn't that, isn't TikTok the, the service? It's, it's only video, right? It's video, okay. but it's meant to be like video with music it's it's weird like i did not like, know that I, when i first heard of tiktok it was a, it was about like dancing and stuff like that um like you would they would have these little um hashtag events or contests where they're like here's this popular song show us show us your dance moves to this song yeah, and it was okay. it was like that type of thing i think that's one way how it's used but i don't think that's there's nothing in the platform that like i guess you know what i mean that yeah. promotes that or whatever but i could be wrong i've literally never seen TikTok. i think their logo has a music symbol in it does it? Okay, a maybe it is. Yeah. I mean, it does have, maybe TikTok refers to a metronome, so it could be a, a music thing, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I don't know. know. We're old. We yep. do not understand this stuff. Well, so there's other Salesforce news. Let's see. Um, so they had their, I guess it was their year end, right? They Because uh, uh, it was February. Yeah. yeah, so they, yeah but it so, was overshadowed by Keith, so. It was a <laughs> big time. But they, yeah, they um, they ended. Which is odd because he was on the call and it was, it's kind of a yeah. weird thing. It was his swan song. Yeah. John. I mean, he, he got to say goodbye to the investors. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Keith's swan song. <laughs> uh, is it weird? No, because. Or because he, it's such a sudden move. Yes. They want to alleviate any concerns. They're like, okay, Keith, we know you're leaving. Just please get on this call, alleviate any concerns. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Certainly that's what that was. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I, and I, I actually have not, because I've been so busy, have not even looked at their quarterly results, but uh, the, the, the big numbers, or at least the high-level numbers, are their revenue uh, grew for the year. Uh, I guess it was for the, was this for the year or quarter? I'm not even sure, but it was 34.7% growth year over year. Hmm. That's good. I mean, their, their profitability is still... Uh, yeah, gap EPS of negative twenty eight cents, which was a miss by twenty five cents. Wow, um, that's weird. And and non gap EPS actually beat. It was sixty six cents beat by ten cents. So the diff the the gulf between their gap and non gap's growing. Mm. That's not good. Well, we the, knew the, the gap is getting bigger. The gap is getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, we knew what. Well, we've known that the the sales were going to soften. They've been preparing. For, sales for haven't softened not, though. They're up 34 percent. Yeah, I know, but th- that's a that's a huge number for them being at twenty billion dollar run rate yeah. and still increasing revenue at thirty five percent a year. I mean, I remember a year ago we was talking about man, if 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 the um, revenue increase drops below like 23 22% percent they're going to be in trouble and they're they're up at 35% now. Yeah. And that's that is I mean that you of course a well, lot we, of that's acquired growth, right? Yeah. But it's still I guess impressive. Um Yeah, but I guess I guess the point I was trying to make was that we knew that this year going into it they were going to try to focus less on acquisitions and they were they're trying to focus on growing and all that kind of you stuff. You believe that? I'm just saying yeah, they, okay. they've been preparing for for changes to happen. They've been they've been sprinkling in these little nuggets that things are going to look a little bit different that we're trying different things or we're trying to focus on something else. And it, so I, I think they've been preparing everyone for this. Oh, you're laughing at me. I am. making a yeah. title note. I am. <laughs> Jerk. Um, Make that a title. Let's see. I, I love reading the comments on these investor sites. Um, let's see. LOL. Just look at, C- at Salesforce's free c- cash flow generation, not at EPS. Um, Let's see. How do, uh, yeah, is the 94 cent difference between non-GAAP and GAAP, uh, is that just free money? How do investors justify the valuation of this company when they actually lose money consistently on a cap, GAAP basis? Uh, this is a glorified nonprofit charity valued at $170 billion. <laughs> at this point, CEO Benioff is more concerned about boosting his ego with all the stakeholder groups holding their hands out uh, than earning returns for his shareholders, shareholders. But hey, at least you can feel good that money that should be yours as a shareholder is saving the environment and getting Benioff worshipped by the left. <laughs> I mean, you can, I can go on and on and on, man. Wow. <laughs> There's so many of these. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a ha 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 ha. Oh, wait, you're serious. It's non, non, non gap. Earnings per share was negative 20. Uh, yeah, earnings in quotes. Let's put it in quotes. Earnings per share was negative 28 cents this quarter, negative 7 cents last year. Um, where's all the revenue going? Uh, I can't understand if Salesforce actually makes profit or not. Uh, ironically, for a company that makes software that supposedly makes sales and marketing more efficient and cheaper, most of the revenue goes to pay for, wait for it, sales and marketing expenses. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this is just the same stuff. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun. There's some, some funny stuff. You know, that's, that's always a funny irony of, of any company that's involved in, in selling. Well, or or sales sales management yeah. of those type of things. It's 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 always that funny irony. But that the promise of CRM and CRM is one of those things that ever since it was invented by Siebel or whoever it was in the in the nineties, it just demos so well. And especially now that we have you know D three charts and graphs that look good and everything, and they're animated. It I just, think it's a misnomer at this point. <laughs> it oh, it is. I think so. Because I mean, it's it's gone from from you know some kind of database to help manage your clients and keep track of them and, and know the birthdays so you can say hey how's how's little Judy and I hear she's got a birthday coming up you know to to an operational thing like it's it's operations and management tool that sales is supposed to force to log stuff into <laughs> so that it can feed the machine of operations i think they should rename it to csm customer surveillance monitoring management customer surveillance oh monitoring well, that's Maybe the that's marketing in. tools that's yeah, but and yeah. CRM as a core, as a sales tool, is more of an operation tool. You have to put your your stuff into the CRM so that it can get shuffled off to the back office and and to to shipment. It's almost like also CRM is used for kind of the master data thing nowadays. Oh, I hope not. No, 
I hope. Oh, I know Salesforce wants to be with the customer 360 and all that kind of stuff, but I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. One of these days, I want, I want to have a conversation with you about master data management. It's such a, I think, a misunderstood yeah. thing. Or people have just different concepts of what it is. Well, they do, and it's it's not an easy nut to crack for sure. <laughs> you and your n- nuggets and nuts, and <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> Why are you making fun of the way I talk? <laughs> yeah, I will say nuggets are easier to crack than nuts are. So if you have to, if you have a choice, if you need to crack something. That's why I say it's it's a difficult nut to crack. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, those Brazil nuts are those are tough to crack. I'm probably allergic to those too. They're they're not even very good, so that's okay. Uh, but anyway, speaking to back to back to Salesforce, like not making money, and and of course how they, uh, well, they're now on uh, Bernie's shit list. Did you see that? So, so the Bernie campaign, <laughs> yeah, because you sent it oh, to me. Right. Yeah, so they 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 have a poster or whatever of all these companies that don't pay taxes. Right. And Bernie's, you know, yeah, on a rampage, and Salesforce is on the list. You got a company well, wor- company it, worth one hundred seventy billion dollars that, yeah. that that has made billionaires and lots of millionaires. Um, that you know goes around chiding people for not you know doing their fair share and everything but yet is a company that with all that wealth that they've generated an unimaginable unfathomable wealth wealth yeah. is not paying federal tax i mean they're, they're paying some tax i mean they're, obviously they're doing payroll tax so they're you know the people social security medicare uh, they're probably paying a lot of state tax so they're in mm-hmm. california they you know they love paying taxes out there um but you know at the federal level yeah they're just you know i don't think they're paying in tax of course neither was amazon was on that list I guess yeah. they're not. I guess they're still not paying. I don't. That list still is not pretty long. It's Amazon three makes every, long a very small font. Amazon nets like billions a year now. So how do they not? I don't know. It could be some kind of offsets, or they're you know they. That's, that's a problem with you know this is this this is a problem that's as old as this country is. Um, is that you know these big you know uh, wealthy interests can get whatever tax rules written they want. Well, that or they're they're manipulating laws that exist to protect smaller businesses and allow them to grow and they're, they're finding ways to to utilize those i mean you have companies who have other companies that they'll move things around to or they have the concept of gap and non-gap that yeah. they'll move money around and and so that their liabilities are different and hell we do it too come tax time i mean we have our liabilities we have our offsets and we we take advantage of what we can to reduce our our tax liability right right it's it's something that everybody does or everyone should be doing well, that's because the the, the way no that, one no one writes an extra check no. to the IRS and says, here, I did pretty good this year. Why don't you take this and do something yeah. with it? No. Well, in our tax system, it forces you to do all that, um, to have all those offsets. You know, you're not supposed to, I mean, there's the, the, the tax rate, right? Mm-hmm. The, the nominal tax rate. You're not supposed to pay that. It's not designed for you to pay that. No one pays that. You know, the average, you know, blended rate that people pay is way lower than that. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're supposed to write off all this stuff. I mean, the tax rates are defined knowing that people are going to, write a bunch of stuff off to offset their income to, to so they come into the lower rate. So right. if you're not doing that, then you're paying a much higher rate than the, what was ever intended. Right. So, yeah, you, you have to. That's why, I mean, I think a flat tax, God, that would have been so much better. Why, why does no one talk about a flat tax anymore? I think it's just unrealistic. I mean, it, I, it, as with anything, it just happened over time where maybe it was a flat tax at some point, but then you had all these things, you had, you had things come up where, oh, well, we need to help this particular group. yep. And so we'll give them an exception or we want to encourage businesses to do this. So we'll give them an exception. Yeah, the, the and then over time, yeah, yeah, it starts engineering that, how they want that people list to just grew yeah, yeah. and it just never, it never, it never got uh, pulled out. What if, if, you pr- if you print out the IRS code and on eight and a half by 11 paper, it's like 
25 feet tall, something like that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. No one understands it. I mean, there's no single person that could possibly understand that. So how do you, if you, it, if you it, can't. AI. Oh, there, yeah. there you go. There you go. Einstein. Yeah. Write us some new tax code, Einstein. Yeah. Get this figured out. Oh, no, that's what Salesforce does. That's how come they, that's why they don't have to pay. Because they just tell Einstein to work it out and, and it does it all. Hmm. It figures yeah. out all their exemptions. There you go. Uh, speaking of Einstein, can I transition? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really disappointed by this. It's it's a throwaway topic, but Einstein vision and language is getting renamed to named entity recognition. So it'll be Einstein NER. And I'm really upset that they didn't take advantage of it and added some kind of D at the end of it. So it can be Einstein nerd. I, I do like kind of like Einsteiner. Einsteiner? Einsteiner. Einsteiner? I'd rather be Einstein nerd. Einsteiner. They need like a that. D. I don't know what the D would be. You know, data model or, you know, named what? entity recognition data. Yeah. There you go. Nerd. Yeah. Actually, I had to look into this. I had a client that asked me about it. And yeah, I remember you asking. Yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's it's out there. I mean, there's a there's a an, a, an obsolete GitHub repository that's out of date. Um, and then there's well a, for samples, right? I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's it's an API. You just I think there's just some old samples out there. Does it actually? Is it actually an API that Salesforce mm-hmm. hosts? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's some kind of app exchange package. I don't know if you have to have that to enable the API, or if it oh, just I don't know about that part. Yeah. Or if you just yeah, so instead of the whatever was in the GitHub repository is now what has carried the torch for that is the is a uh, uh, an app exchange package that Salesforce Labs does. I don't oh, know why there, there might be some some objects and things to help ease usage of it, maybe ease the pain. Yeah, like insert a record instead of calling an API so that you can use Process Builder or yeah. Flow with it or something like that. Yep. Or maybe it, maybe it has like invocable methods that you can call from Flow and things like that, maybe. I'd have to look at it and but see. But it's interesting that that's not a feature you have to have turned on or something that's licensed. It's just like this little ancillary thing that anyone can use. I it's just Salesforce licensing, I cannot make sense of. It's, Even our, our, our org, we were trying to figure out what we had and what we didn't, what we had to pay for. And it, we have all these licenses to all these different things, and we don't know why. We even have like a, a certain amount of community licenses, and Salesforce said we didn't get them from them, that we got them from this managed package. I'm like, huh? How, how did interesting how does that work yeah well i guess I, that's a good question so i don't we're still trying to unravel this stuff but yeah. it's it's weird well and it's also on consulting projects just especially you know complicated ones i mean just the the number of of options and the things you have to consider and that are so easily I don't know, I guess like not considered until it's too late. And then the yeah. fact that Salesforce wants to lock you in up front before you really know anything. Oh, that, it's, that's it's the other issue because we couldn't change anything. Now we could yeah. change stuff. I'll, I'll clarify that. We can change stuff. We can't reduce the amount of the contract. All we can do is take money from one spot and move it to another yeah, spot. Yeah. Your, your, what do they call it? Your, your total, your TCV, yeah. your annual spend has to, can't go down. But so if, we can, uh, we can reduce licenses here, but got to replace them. We got to replace yeah. them with something else. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, no. What to do with that? Yeah, they're like, well, uh, how about some Einstein Linux? You want some of that? You want some of this? You know, it's like a, it's like <laughs> it's like the guy in the street corner with holding up, you know, with his jacket's got all these different, you know, watches and things. You want some oh, of the that? one, the, some yeah. the one that flashes yeah, you and it's yeah. got the watches yeah. and he's in his his like whitey tighties, you know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that licensing is always a pain in the butt. I wish they were. I wish it was the model of actual cloud, which is, hey, just do whatever you want, and we'll bill you at the end of the month based on what you used. Why is it not like that? Well, I know why it's not like that, because there's no deferred revenue with that. I don't know if that's so good either. 
I, I, we have some other tools where that that is the case, mm-hmm. and if you're not on top of it, like um, our Atlassian account, um, I think we were getting billed like two grand a month, and it turns out that we had a ton of user accounts that never got deactivated. Yeah, that, that's they never logged in or anything, right. but we had them, and across like three or four different packages. That's the Salesforce services. model, not the. The other model. I mean, no, but we could go in and shut them off. Yeah, I mean that's different. We could we subscribe okay. to it and we could just shut them off, and all of a sudden we're back down to thirty bucks. That's just that was just gross negligence. That's no I know. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it's <laughs> it's a double edged sword. Yeah, <laughs> you really have to watch your services. Right. Hell, even personal. I've got so many streaming services. I got to freaking figure out what I'm using and what I'm not using because yeah. I think I've signed on for. I'm probably got a hundred dollars a month of streaming services that I got to figure out what I'm going to keep and what I'm not. And see, I still haven't done the family thing yet. So we all still have oh. our own Apple music accounts. And so we're not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Velocity. I want to talk about that. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, it, it, it's a deal that got signed. It's Velo- Velocity. 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 I was trying to figure out why Velocity, because I think most of their tooling is built on Salesforce or they might have some, some other technology. What I think it is, it's, it's an, it's a, it's an aqua hire. Aqua hire? Aqua hire. Aqu- well, I, I think it's... I think they need... Uh, I don't know. I think they need the CEO. Mm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn more about the CEO because Salesforce has had so much attrition in the upper management and even some of their product management development yeah. centers. Mm-hmm. I think... And if you look at most of their people that have been promoted recently, they were all from different companies. Like, they were from the machine learning company and they were from whatever else. I think that's what... The, I think they're needing people. They're needing... Could be. I mean, talent it's, at the top level and these acquisitions because this acquisition doesn't really make sense to me in terms of a product offering. Well, think about okay. So Velocity, they have a bunch of different apps that are built on Salesforce right. on the platform that are basically you know industry specific apps. So I think it's just the an industry play for sale. And they and they're they've had I think a decent amount of success. I mean, the, the acquisition was what a billion, couple billion. Yeah. So they were. And I don't know what the re- I don't know what Velocity's revenue was, but I mean. I mean, they they have some analytics tools, which Salesforce has an answer for. They have a bunch no, of. But there's they have their stuff is industry specific. Like they sell. Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, they 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 might be buying industry custom. They might be buying their customer base as well. But I think more than anything, I think it's it's top level management talent. Another, another thing that's interesting is Salesforce is slowly becoming. I mean, they, yeah, they sure they're still a, a platform company, but it's like they're they're becoming an app company. They're. I mean, if you're an ISV or an app maker, like Salesforce is totally. I mean, just getting in your business. It's just the Oracle model. Well, it's the, it's really, the, it's the oldest time big guy IBM, Microsoft Oracle model. Yeah, I, I mean, mean at you some get point, to a certain size, and you just you just become the Borg and start assimilating. At some point, Salesforce is probably going to buy Financial Force. They're probably going to buy. I wouldn't be surprised if they bought Workday, Human Capital Management. I think it's odd that they haven't bought Financial Force yet. I think because they've seen the code. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you gotta watch for those big. I mean, a lot of a lot of their uh, dev team came from Financial Force too. Some of their hires. Um. Yeah, you've got um, Andrew Fawcett. Yeah, and uh, Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Those only ones I know of, but I'm sh- I'm sure there's more. But yeah, I mean those those guys hold some pretty pretty high positions. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Fawcett is the was he like VP of engineering or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And then Chris is, uh, I feel like he's like VP of something platform and Apex, and he, there's a few things that he he runs now. It's not just Apex. Um, 
There's a few of the other products that he runs. Yeah. Um, I, let's see, what else did I have? I wanted to, um, it's just something I was reminded of that I'm just like, there's gotta be a better way to this. I'm hoping that someone that's listening will tell me what it is, but, um, you know, I used to do a lot of community, uh, Salesforce community, right? Like the, the product. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been a couple of years actually, since I've kind of from scratch had to start a new community project and, and it's I changed a lot since then. I am not doing any of the new stuff because yeah, it's it just, a lot. Yeah. I'm still like, if, in fact, I mean, this community project I just did, and it's a, it's a small one, um, but it uh, it's still, I still needed, I'm, I'm not doing any of the lightning stuff or whatever, I don't even understand all these new, these templates and things, which probably are great for just a quick little draggy droppy community, but, uh, you know, this needed to be a, you know, like world-class consumer uh, mobile, oh, it, oh, mobile friendly. That. It always, does. It, it really does. No, it's, it's, it really does. Um, that's everyone's story that starts community. It has to be world-class. It has to be this. It's, it's, it's client facing. Yeah, it's and this it's, facing. But it, and it's also, I mean, just, you know, it's an extremely specific type of application that you really want full control over, you know, the experience. Um, and you just can't get that unless you go full custom. That's what I hate about it because whenever they tell Salesforce, hey, we want to build a community, Salesforce's eyes light up and they're like, oh yeah, you can do all this, you can do everything. And then the partner gets it and they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. You realize how much that's going to take to build out, right? It's part of why I hate doing communities because <laughs> you have to reset so much expectation. Yeah. That's what I hate about it is the resetting of expectations yeah. because inevitably Salesforce has sold them on that we have this marketplace, this templates, and it's just lightning and you can plug it in and do this and then you get the requirements and like, crap. Yeah. So Salesforce, at least, at least when you do, because uh, this was like technically, I think the type was like, they call it like visual force and tabs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what it is, it's a, the way that we built this, it's a, it's a visual force. So when you, when you go to the community immediately, it's a visual force page, but it's like a blank visual force page. It just, it just actually, um, it's like a, um, a single page app that gets mm-hmm. bootstrapped by the visual force page. So really not using visual force for markup or anything like that. Okay. It's um, just a container. Yep. A lightweight container. It's a container. Yep. The Docker. <laughs> did you call it Docker? You no, should. I didn't. I did not. Call it Docker. Um, the Docker page. But, uh, and, and, you know, communities, at least, at least the visual, the visual force and tabs type, um, it's, it's built on sites. So when you create a new community, it's actually a, a site gets created, mm-hmm. a public site, essentially, right. right? And then the community gets kind of layered on top of that. And so when you want to set access for things, like what, um, let's say you, like your community is, you know, has public access or whatever. Well, I mean, every community actually, because it's built on a site, gets a public, what do they call it? The public guest user or something like that. Right. Okay. And that you, that public guest user actually has a special profile as well mm-hmm. that just that user has. And so anyone that comes to that community, that's the profile. They, it's, if they're not logged in or whatever, right. that's the kind of the, the fake, not fake, but the user, the anonymous user, the yes, public user, whatever they call it, public user. guest user yeah. and profile they get. And so you have to go into that profile and you can specify like, hey, what visual force pages should they have access to? Mm-hmm. Right. So I configured all that. And in fact, I, in fact, we didn't, we, the thing is, is, this needs to be a, a, you have to be logged in to use this community. So if you, you know, have a, even if you have like a direct URL to a certain page or what, or even if you just go to the home page of the community, we want to immediately, if you're not logged in, immediately bounce you to the login screen. Mm-hmm. So that you can log in first, and so you know we basically set up so that public guest user has zero visual force, no has access to no visual force pages. You actually have to be logged in. So if you're not logged in, and you hit the home page, that which is a visual force page, you don't have access to it. it should bounce you immediately to the 
uh, to the login screen. But it turns out when you in the community settings, when you set, you have to set what the homepage is. Right. That they like gives them. They don't have to have. It gives them some kind of overriding access to it. So I actually can't say, "Hey, your public guest user, you don't have access to the homepage until you log in." And you so can kick you them out on the control on the you have to yes yeah. you have to in the in the Apex controller yeah you have to check to see what the profile of that user is or some other mechanism to detect whether they're logged in or not. There's other ways to do it right. And then you have to manually forward them to your login screen. And yeah. this is just, first of all, this is just is crusty. It's like, oh, that's, that sucks. But also, well, at least that's what, happening server what a, side. What right? a security problem. It is happening. Yeah, it's server side. Yeah, you're not relying on JavaScript or whatever. Right. And, and, the, and the, if you do it in the, the action method or whatever it's called um, of, the visual for, of, the, of the controller, mm-hmm. um, what's that called? Action attribute or whatever it is. If you do it in that, then you know that that gets executed before any visual force output is sent. So right. you can, yeah, you can ch- make that check before anything gets sent to the browser, and then because actually, what ends up happening is it'll, you can do a three hundred two uh, redirect to the login page. But you know, it, it took me it took me a little while to figure that out, and then once I did, I was like, oh, I remember this now. Because it's one of those things you set you, you mm-hmm. when you build a community, it's like, oh crap, we're gonna have to like make all of our controllers implement a base controller essentially right. that does that does. This. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just like, wow, this this is just this is not a good security thing. This is bad. I'm trying to think if the newer stuff solves that. I don't know. I don't know that it solves it any more elegantly, other than it checks to see if you're logged in and redirects you, just like everything else. That'd be great. That's all. I, that's that's what it should do, but it just doesn't. I mean, when again, when you set. What the homepage of your community is, it like gives everyone access to that page, even though you've, even though the profile says they don't have access to it. Yeah, and I don't know if this has changed since I last touched a community, but even with the the new stuff, the lightning stuff and those templates, the one thing I don't like about them is you're bound to the framework of that template. So that template basically represents the framework for the site. Yeah, and any variables you you're reliant on it exposing variables to you so if you stick your component on the page but you want to know a certain like who the user is and that template doesn't expose to you through a variable who that what that user is currently you're kind of shit out of luck sorry mm, yeah i created work for you you're kind of out of luck i'm just using user as an example i mean obviously you can do the current user type thing but for other variables or records or access things you're kind of dependent on that so it's i don't i don't that's where templates kind of get a little bit risky for me hopefully it's gotten better but i don't i doubt it I mean, it's it's a template. Yeah, it's a quick start. Right. And unless you want to go in, or it, if you have access to go into the source and update it and provide more access, but I don't know. Yeah, I've I've looked into them, but I just it is it's clear that they're not. That's not what I do. Yeah, and there's so many more features. I mean, it the communities has gotten better, especially when you're talking about like branding or uh, changing the branding based on regions. There's all these different things you can do that I was just barely getting into. That I didn't have a chance to master or even <laughs> even make proper use of. But there, there was a lot of things there that solved a lot of problems that I liked about it. Mm. Um, but there was, there's still that pros and cons list yeah. that made me nervous. Didn't they have a, didn't they come out with a lightning bolt thing for communities? Lightning bolt. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the, I, the, all the lightning metaphors, I can't keep up with them. Anyway, well, well John, let's, let's, wrap uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. I um, do want to mm-hmm. thank everyone in the Slack community because uh, you guys really helped me out with a problem that um, I was kind of frustrated with, and that was just the wordiness of DX. And uh, you guys chimed in and said, hey, what about aliases? And I was like, 
Yeah, what about aliases? Yeah. I'm not a command line guy, so it didn't even dawn on me that I could do that. And then once we once it did it, I was like, oh, that that works. Do you also have like bash completion for SFDX? I guess I don't. I never noticed it happening, yeah, but I've never done it. Oh, uh, you probably yeah, you probably should look at that too, because yeah. you you can start typing like a letter to it, then hit tab and you get tab com- completion. Mm. I, I just like the aliases part. Yeah. So do you like, do you like, so instead of having to do force colon, blah, 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 colon, blah, 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 colon, blah, 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 like you just do one alias for that whole thing or what, how are you using aliases? Yeah, pretty much. Just is that. it, is it a, I went, I went with the rec- bash aliases or is this, is this some feature built into Salesforce DX? No, it's just bash aliases. Okay. So cool. I just, I've been going with the, the, uh, the DX format. So like DX open for open my org basically, or things like that. Okay. Which I liked, uh, cause it is global, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. I first created an alias and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, crap, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I can, but then I can't do O and enter anytime. Yeah, doesn't it look at, look for the, doesn't it walk up like a directory hierarchy looking, Maybe. looking for know. the, yeah. I, I, like, I just hate globals that always make me nervous. I'm always going to overwrite something. Even yeah. my shortcut keys, I get nervous about signing new ones because I might override another one that I've been using. Yeah. But. Well, speaking of the, of the Slack, um, we surpassed a thousand. In fact, it's a thousand ten now. Did you notice that? I it was a thousand six. So it must be. I I added a bunch of people. So hmm. awesome. That's cool. That's an interesting little milestone there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's all my admonitions to join the Slack. I well, guess now you got to get the fastest to, to two billion. <laughs> I'm sorry, fastest to two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Oh, that'll take a while. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's a it's a nice core group, but it's uh, I think I think we, it's a helpful group. We, I mean, we're a, we're a, we're I, I won't say that you you can post something and everyone's going to jump on it and help you out. But I mean, if if someone happens to walk by and see something and has just, an answer for you, it's I just think this community and and particularly the, the this podcast is a, it's an acquired taste. I think, or it's or it's it's something that's just it's um it's it's attractive to a a certain t- subset mm. you know Which of, of like-minded people or people that I don't know you know there's a certain common characteristic I'm not even sure what it is I don't know. does that make any sense maybe anyway I okay know. well I didn't mean to create dead air there but uh, <laughs> I was but trying know, to think it, I was trying to think it through I was like I don't know mm-hmm. For people listening who who have not joined the second, they're like, "What the hell are they talking about?" It's uh, it's it's arts, it's art. This is where this community gets together to uh, help each other and tell jokes and share news and whatever. Um, and you should check it out at gooddaysherpodcast.com, and you click on community and fill out the email address box, and John will add you, or you can get anyone else that's in to add you. Which there have been, I think, I think fifty of the users are, have been invited from by the community. Oh, really? Is there, yeah. we, have, we have stats on that? Well, I know how many invites I've sent. Okay. It tells me how many invites I sent, and we have more people in the community than invites that I've sent, so mm. that's where I got that mm. number. Interesting. What about people that leave? Do you count those? We have stats on who the active posters are by yeah. weekly and daily numbers, oh. which is pretty consistent, but on the lower end of that 1,000. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. sure. Right. That's a lot of people that I'm sure that haven't, haven't visited in quite a while. We have a lot of lurkers. That's what the that's data true. tells me. Yeah, yeah. That's fine too. Yeah. Anyway, all right, John. Well, let's see. I guess all oh, I got. Um, one more thing. Hmm? Uh, I had some really good experience with partner support. I just wanted to say. Oh, good. Because we, it's it's rare to say right. <laughs> say that. Usually, it's it's um pretty a pretty tough experience. But I've 
had two tickets, um, and they helped me out in both times, and one of them I'm still working with them on, uh, and they've been really great. I've been getting, like, daily communications, or if they need to set up some time with me to talk to me, we set up a time, and, and they've been calling me and following through, so... I haven't had to wonder what's going on with my case. It's been pretty good. I will say also, I've I've had some good experiences with partner support, um, just in terms of like you get you, you go into a different channel uh, yeah. as a partner. It, it's not it's like you're all automatically at level two, almost something like that. Maybe. And then they, I think the response times are also, you know, they they try to get to you faster. Yeah. So it's a it's a better experience. Well, that's good. Um. Well, that yeah, that's all I got, John. Um. Wow, it's Friday. That's weird. I, I'm trying to figure out like what's coming up, but it's the weekend. Weekend's coming up. You got any plans? Kids got games. Yeah, games. soccer games, yeah. lacrosse games, and I got to travel. So I do not envy you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might go buy a car tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> Feeling cute. Might go buy a car. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and I got to clean the garage because spring is coming and I'm afraid there's a ton of spiders in my garage. So I got to clean it out. Man, I got bugs in my new house. Well, it's winter. I don't have any. I well, they're starting to show up. But yeah. I'm just afraid that, that because we had so many boxes of store. We have boxes of like tile and stuff from the remodel and everything that it's been sitting there. And plus some things that we've stored. And I have seen the webs and I know no, the spiders yeah. are either dead or hibernating, but they don't hibernate, do they? They die, right? Probably. Either way, I know I've got eggs in there like cobwebs just like the little bitty spiders the itty bitty spiders yeah i don't know i know there's eggs in there and i want to clean out the garage and get rid of them before they hatch my kids was playing with a bunch of spider eggs the other day he's like look at these cotton balls dad those aren't (laughs) cotton balls (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right john take us out oh and to that i say good day sir you get nothing you lose good day sir